0: You're listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-list online and my name is Andrew Mackay-Smith. Hope you're well wherever you are and whatever you're doing across this wide blue world of ours. Now the conversation you're about to tune into. It's with Hansi Kirsch from the German outfit Blind Guardian and he also does some stuff with John Schaefer from Iced Earth in an outfit known as Demons and Wizards. You probably already know that if you know a lot about Hansi's work. Both outfits are exceptional, but the reason for the conversation is to promote Blind Guardian's upcoming orchestral release. It'll be out on the 8th of November 2019, and it's called Legacy of the Dark Lands. Now, before we get to the conversation, I'll let you know at about the halfway mark or thereabouts, sometime in the middle there, Hansi had to uh, attend to other matters, and then we pick up the conversation more or less where we left off. So if you're wondering what the break is, that's what it is. So here he is, Hansi Kirsch. <laughs> Dude, I was about to call you. How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Yeah, it's good to finally chat to you. I've got to say I've been a long-time admirer of the work that you've been doing. Yep. You know, so, uh, yeah, I just got the message before. I don't know what was going on, actually. I Actually, I just got off the uh, Skype call with Michael Girard from Swans, if you can believe it. I never thought I'd talk to him, but that's who I was talking to. Now I'm talking to you. It's, it's a, a really good night for interviews, I've got to say.
1: Yeah. yeah, sometimes things go the right direction. I like that as well.
0: Yes, indeed, mate. So how's the uh, how are the phone calls with the Australian media types been treating you? Have we been treating you well?
1: Uh, I've been treated very well, very nicely, um, very understandable people, um, people who caught the uh, spirit of the album, which is always appreciated, yeah. and they were not complaining about me, so all good.
0: <laughs> well, look, let me tell you, okay, in an era – When all of the idiots and casual rock and metal fans worship at the altar of Metallica and yet another failed attempt to blend heavy metal with an orchestra. I don't know why those guys keep at it because they fail at it. Blind Guardian, you guys, you guys are showing the way with Legacy of the Dark Lands. And I know there's a lot of other things going on in there, but thank God for you guys and your artistic vision. And I caught up with Marcus a couple of years back and had a tremendous chat to him about a lot of the work that you've done up to that date. But the thing that I love about this album, but it can be said about all of your albums, uh, is this. Okay, it's beautifully recorded. It's a real triumph. So I really must offer yourself... Marcus and the other band members, uh, congratulations on a, on a remarkable accomplishment, specifically with this album. But after all, of, I've said all of that, and of course my own opinion there, and that's my I own that opinion about Metallica, I just feel that way these days. But, you know, you guys must feel as though this album really caps off what has been an extraordinary career so far for Blind Guardian.
1: Thank you very much, Um we we have a mission. <laughs> this is how we feel. And that is, you know, spreading our music in, in the way we're loving it. I mean, we're very passionate when it comes to songwriting. And I'm sometimes surprised that people do not feel the difference in, in the way, as you said, we caught stuff hmm. and pay attention to it. We, we don't hand in everything, anything to our record company before we are not... 100% convinced with it and What is not in our genes at all is to play the safety card. Mm-hmm. We've never done that. Yes, of course We have patterns. We have a so- certain way of approach to things but our main agenda whenever we come up with a new album um, is to Spread something which might not have been there before and you know be it to the liking of people or not mm-hmm. by that uh, we have widened uh, our universe a lot, not only um, as persons but also for the band in general. So our music speaks so many different languages. I have an understanding that not everything might be to the liking of you know you know an old school Blind Guardian fan, for ex- instance, yeah. who started with *Battalions of Fear*. But um, if if you really look into it, you even if you m- may not. Like every direction we have taken, people should at least realize and admit that they, they get new stuff. I mean, uh, it it is not like we come up with something we have done like two years or four years or 10 years ago just to make people happy. Mm-hmm. We really confront them with what music is about you know uh, expressing emotions and uh, dealing with the spirit of the time of course i mean this orchestral album took 22 years to to be finally yeah. ready for the world but mm-hmm. there's a reason for it there, there were really so many little links which needed to be connected and um, There's no chance in just, you know, releasing it because there is a need of a release. And, you know, I may need money or we have spent too much money already, which (laughs) obviously is the case with that project. Uh, But this is not our agenda and uh, we stick to that.
0: I'm so glad you said that you know, you mentioned that it took 22 years because, uh, I'm going to do it again, I'm going to mention Metallica, I think a lot of their stuff is a thought bubble, that they and and because they're on such a rigorous schedule, and they're basically corporation Metallica these days, they do things and it's rushed, and I hear that this isn't Legacy of the Dark Lands, you can hear that it's taken 22 years as a vision to complete now of course it didn't take that long to record but I can hear the intent that's there you know, when I talk about being beautifully recorded, that's what That's what I'm really referring to. And I think what you guys do is all of your releases are landmarks. They're not even moments in time with Blind Guardian. They're landmarks that that fans can hold and cherish and get the vinyl edition and then the digital edition and maybe the T-shirt, you know what I mean? They can actually invest in you guys and it pays off. It really pays off. And because there's so much going on with your music, you feel like as though um, you really just, as a listener, i tell you how I feel is I'm just really grateful that you guys are doing what you do because you really are a leading light in that respect. I, I hope you've been given that feedback from, from other people before because I think it's a really important point. And it's an important point why we as fans want you guys to continue to craft music the way you do.
1: Well I'm always honored if I hear something like this um, I know that we have very dedicated people listening to us and um, there there is a meaning not only for us to what we have done there is a meaning to such people I mean it's some for some of them it's you know how do you it's an intensifying uh, tool. To cherish and appreciate life, for example, or go through yeah, exactly. yeah. to go through a different, a difficult period in time. Hmm. And I'm, I'm, I mean, that's what music is for in general. But um, I have heard that a couple of times with regard to Blind Guardian, and yeah. of course I'm, I'm always honored, and this moves me. What I also like is that um, there are many ways to not only interpret the the lyrics but also the music and if you really go in, dig into the world of blind guardian um, there is an endless amount of ways to approach to the songs and to understand the songs and you know that is the difficult thing as an artist if doing interviews to explain too much what things are about i i rather like to hear what people feel and you know how they relate to it because as a listener, this is how I grew up with music. I did not really want to know what the message of the song was or what the intention of the artist has been. I was more interested in myself, you know, what the music did to me. And I believe Blind Guardian also is a very good tool for that.
0: Mm. Yep, Yeah, beautifully put, you know, and... You know, just talking about the album again. So the the spoken word narrative, I wasn't prepared for that actually when it came on. I was, I didn't read a lot of the uh, the bio that accompanied with Nuclear Blast and had it on, and then there was all these words, and, and it was really nice to listen to. It. It's the sort of thing that, again, gosh, I, I was speaking to Michael Jira about this, but it was the sort of thing that I could put on with, for my daughter. You know, so it's got a, it's it's almost a, an album for the family too and so my question for you is with the narrative what's the story all about now of course i've read it but i host a podcast series so for people listening who don't have an advantage of reading the bio that i did can you explain what the spoken word piece is doing
1: yeah i try to make it fairly short Mm -hmm. um we went the artistic way the production way was like this um we went back to england and worked with a guy we have been working with um on Nightfall and Middle-earth because for the album Nightfall and Middle-earth these were very remarkable voices and We started the orchestral project along with Nightfall and Middle-earth So we wanted to complete this circle as well. So we went back to England worked with uh, Norman Eashley and Douglas Fielding and some other artists who have not been related on *Nightfall in Middle Earth* in Middle Earth, but but the first two mentioned, they were involved, and I, I wanted to capture that spirit again. And of course, they they have become 20 years older, so they they have de- developed as speakers, etc. Pp. Um, but I just wanted to have them involved in the whole project, and and they really did a great job in doing so. Give me a second; I have yeah, no, to I, get rid you're
0: right. of the song. <laughs> you right.
1: So, sorry, that was no, right. uh, one thing um, we, we just wanted to, to have accomplished, you know, another link to Nightfall and Middle-earth. Um, the story which has been told is related to the concept, obviously. Um, we, for the first time, joined forces with an author, a German author called Markus Heitz. Mm-hmm. He wrote a prequel course, uh, called The Dark Lands, and that is going to be, um, published in, uh, uh, during the next weeks in, in English as well. Um, and we both came up with a story which would comfort the music. The, the music has been composed first uh, um, so we had to pay tribute to this and we decided to go for a historically related um, tale based uh, in the environment of the 30 years war which was a very devastating very uh, important war here in europe and all the superpowers of the 17th century have been involved in mm. but we of course are doing making that a supernatural event um, the story which is told is um, about one of the main characters in the dark lands his name is nicolas he's a mercenary of that war and he suddenly awakes on the battlefield with no memory of you know, where he comes from and what he basically is. So, um, what we are witnessing on Legacy of the Dark Land is his quest for his own destiny, for his own predestination. Sure. And it's a quest about himself. And he will find out that he is the first horseman of the apocalypse. Okay. And he, he has been divided by his three brothers by a conflict about mankind and this basically takes place in the Thirty Years' War which is considered to be Armageddon, the end of the world, and conquest decides or he, he stands for humanity and has feels the need that mankind deserves a little more time.
0: Mm. Yeah, well, okay, very in-depth, but not surprising. You're smart for I
1: mean, us. My wife is trying to call me, I think. That, that, no, that that's fine. Too
0: no. much
1: confusion, too much noise. here. Yeah, all my phones were going. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't escape, so I, I needed just to cross-check and say that I can call back a little later. Well, um, yeah, basically it is about uh, Nicolas, the mercenary, uh, finding out about his predestination mm-hmm. and um, about his way to avoid the... Um, final fall of mankind
0: okay yeah that's fantastic mate thanks for summarizing it like that and just will you will you be given the opportunity or will you have the opportunity to opportunity to take this on the road because it's it's a vast spectacle really isn't it when you're talking about a narrator and then even a small orchestra that you can even go on a on a on a on a tour of some serious european cities is that something that's going to be available
1: um you're right here i mean we uh have to cope with a lot of problems and Mm. it is for sure a challenge but we will have to find a solution to do so Um, it's going to take some time for sure Um, i would not guess that we are able to be on the road earlier than the end of 2021 because at the same time we're talking um, we're already preparing the next Blank guardian metal production mm. Which is going to take place in the beginning of the next year and usually a production a Regular Blank guardian production takes like eight months. Or so um, we will not be finished before August September 2020 and then um, after that we of course need to go on the road anyway um, for the regular album and during that time we will for sure also announce some orchestral um, shows mm-hmm. but i would not consider them to be realistic before the end of 2021 mm-hmm. however you know we are maintaining it be it via some festivals um which had, need to be blind guardian individual festivals we cannot use any of the summer festivals because there's too much noise and too much buzz going on yeah. that would not be very uh, supportive for an orchestra, so that is not the way to go here. Um, but either you know, going into big venues and making it a once-in-your-lifetime experience, or spreading it through some smaller uh, orchestra venues all over the planet, that is something we need to discuss. The second option basically is the more time-intensive and maybe the more expensive one, um, if you like, look at it. Mm-hmm. But for the for the uh, project itself and, you know, its origin, you know, being an orchestral project, the concert halls, the classical concert halls, most probably will have the bigger impact. And uh, right at the moment, I'm tending into that direction. But from the performance standpoint of the musicians like like me, like, you know, I yep. need some additional vocalists to do that. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. That might be even more difficult, because we're talking about a eighty person orchestra, and usually that fits all the orchestral, orchestra venue stages already. So where to place us is one of the the things I'm really concerned about at the moment, but uh, we're working on it on it, and it's going to happen.
0: See if you can get to the Sydney Opera House as well because I know Opeth came down here and they didn't play with an orchestra. They just did a gig there. But this is something that I think, yeah, would go down really well there. And I'd travel for that. That's one thing I'd go down to Sydney for, actually.
1: Yeah, but I I mean... If we're talking about classical places like this, you know, which would be a blast to do so, of course. Yeah. Can you imagine
0: the expenses? Whoa. Yeah, I know. Oh look, I fans like me would be prepared to spend like four hundred dollars on a ticket, to be honest with you. And I know people aren't always that invested, <laughs> but but I would be. I mean it's a spectacle. It's if it's a one gig you go to a year that you pay for, it's worth it. You
1: know? That is true. I you know, I heard about people paying four hundred dollars and going to a kiss concert or Rolling Stones. Yep. Absolutely. Oh, so- yeah, and you know, if if something goes along with it, like you know, meet and greets, and I don't know, a T-shirt and a dinner, whatever, then I understand. But but just for a, a regular festival show, I think that's a lot of
0: money. Yeah, there's no point turning millionaires into billionaires. I like to say, you know, at that level, you know, these guys. I mean, your music is is life affirming, though, as we've already discussed, and you know, you're really adding something. I mean, I'm not. I don't have anything against the guys in Kiss at all, but you know, I think we all know why they're playing music in 2019. And uh, it's not about artistic credibility. I'll just leave it there. <laughs> you know? um, yeah. But, but- yeah, it's, it's sometimes
1: the best, you know. I've, I've burnt my fingers and, you know, <laughs> it's better to bite your tongue sometimes about a lot of the stuff which is going on.
0: Yeah indeed and, and look you you are a very busy fellow I mean gosh I've spent four or five things there that you've mentioned going on but another thing is the Demons and Wizards reissues with John John Schafer so yep. how's that been going for you there's obviously a demand there for for Demons and Wizards material physical copy
1: <laughs> There there is a good demand uh, I'm I'm very pleased and so is John <laughs> uh, we decided you know we never really canceled uh third demons and wizard album it was always in our mind in doing so but mm. because of the activities of both bands there never has been a spot to fit that in so like a little more than a year ago we spoke about a, a realistic term of of doing that third album and th- at that point i thought i would be ready with blind guardian singing far sooner than i uh, finally was um, and so I said, well, from this moment on, I can, you know, keep my focus on demons and wizards, and I have some off time before the album is going to release. Blah blah blah. That all didn't happen. You know, we, we worked on the orchestral stuff until the very last moment. But <laughs> I could not get rid of my uh, demons and wizards obligation anymore. <laughs> so um, John and I, at the same time, started writing songs. And uh, we agreed on, on doing the summer festivals and the North American tour, which we just finished. Mm-hmm. And by surprise, everything <laughs> turned out extremely well. Uh, you know, I, I don't know... How and when and why but uh, I survived and uh, The result is really stunning the album um, Is going to be finished during the next day okay. uh, next week we um, have finished most of the mixing uh, In Florida wh- while I was there during the North American tour. Mm-hmm. We're now doing the mastering and um, The album is going to be released either in February or March of the next year and um, I don't know if we do any additional shows in in 2020 because my schedule is already very occupied, and uh, we we keep "Demons and Wizards" a fun project, but the album will be really mind blowing. It's the opposite of the Blind Guardian album. It's a, a total diverse, let your hair down album with lots of cool metal anthems and yeah. a very very nice, very individual approaches to the music i mean it's like from alternative rock to to classic rock to really dark brutal metal stuff everything is on there and i believe people are going to like that a lot
0: yeah look don't tell john i said this but i much prefer when he works with you than he works with the other vocalists to be honest with you i think he just shines when he works with you he's uh, his riffs just seem to work in beautifully in tandem with your vocal
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, uh, I like Iced Earth. I like what I do with John, and I think it's it's a big difference, of course, because Mm -hmm. I have a different approach in, you know, doing verses and choruses in comparison to what John does. And of course, I'm different vocalist than all the guys in Iced Earth. Um, But you know, I appreciate both words, and mostly I'm the vocalist of Blind Guardian, and you know. (laughs) <laughs> so so I'm I'm really happy to have that relax relaxation from time to time because that is a completely different approach to production and to uh songwriting as well. And yeah. I, I really like to do that from time to time.
0: Mate, it's been a pleasure to chat to you. You're a champion. I was really looking forward to this conversation when John sent through the email, and uh, as I say, I had a chat to Marcus a while back. But uh, I've been really looking forward to talking to you. I'm an old, I'm from the '90s. You know, I'm 40 in my 40s, so I remember when metal was as popular as was not popular. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just yeah, something. It yeah. was so distasteful. But you guys were a real leading light through the '90s, and then the demons and wizards thing through the early 2000s. And I really admire the work that you've done, mate. Personally, and your your commitment to fans too. I must say. You know, and uh, so congratulations on a stellar career, mate. And I'd love to catch up with you guys when you come down here, whenever that might be.
1: Uh, we will come down, and uh, the, you might be surprised. Maybe it's with demons, wizards, before Blank guardian. <laughs> uh, we, we catch up then, and Sydney is a nice city to be in. You know, it's not only—I uh, mean, there are so many nice cities in Australia. It's really an amazing place to be. Come to Brisbane,
0: yeah. I'm in Brisbane or of Brisbane, Brisbane.
1: I've never been there. I've heard a lot, but uh, yeah, it's it's quite difficult to get there for us.
0: Subtropical, yeah. It's a very different to Sydney, I suppose, in that it's a bit smaller than uh, Sydney. But uh, you know, we, we've we, there's a, a hardcore. Heavy metal and classic rock denizens here in uh, in Queensland, mate. That's the state i You know, We, we you know we go to Crowbar or any of the small bars that are around that the band's playing. Not a, not a whole heap of people here get into it. You know how it is with heavy metal in Australia, mate. Yeah. But, uh, but, mate, the people that, that are, they're like me, man. We're diehards. So, man, I can't wait to see you guys finally live. I haven't watched you guys live yet. So either, either Demons and Wizards or Blind Guardian, I really look forward to that day.
1: And, Roo, we should make that uh, real... Uh, a real thing one day and uh, it was nice talking to you
0: thank you very much mate all so, the best with everything
1: all the best to brisbane take care
0: thank you bye cheers you've been listening to the scars and guitars podcast series that syndicates for the a-list online and my name it's andrew Mackay smith the interview subject you just heard from was the one and only hansi kirsch from the outfits blind guardian and demons and wizards hope you've enjoyed that one thanks so much for listening